This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriato, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. Hey, good afternoon, Aftermarket peeps. It's Carm Capriato, Aftermarket Weekly, Week 130. Good to have you here. We're going to head out to South Burlington, Vermont, and talk to Demony Pollitt. Hey, Demony, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Carm? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here. Let's talk a little business. Let's get a, a look inside Girlington Garage. How cool is that? Where did Girlington come from, Demony? When I started it, I really wanted to name it Dirty Girl Garage. I did a lot of uh, market research, and I found that women of my mother's age were terribly offended by it. They really did not like that. I kept searching, and my friends and I have always joked that Burlington, the city we live in, should be called Girlington because there's so many more women than men. At one point, I just realized, oh, that should be the name of my shop. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh, cool. But a, li- a little market research didn't hurt, huh? No, it was it was smart <laughs> in the end. Good. Hey, we're broadcasting this, or actually we're recording this live so that Tracy and I could be at Apex, and we're coming to you live from the Dorman OE Fix Studios. And thank you so much uh, for Dorman for being a great partner to the podcast. Dorman consistently is looking for improved solutions to help save time and money for those who are performing the repairs. Dorman's all-in-one loaded backing plate solution does just that. With zero assembly required, you can now stop disassembling multiple pieces to make backing plate and e-brake repairs. Dorman's loaded backing plates deliver a complete solution. This assembly replaced all the failure-prone components by combining parking brake shoes and hardware onto the backing plate. The pre-mounted parking brake shoes, springs, and clips for a bolt-and-go solution. Want to know more about Dorman? Well, visit dormanproducts.com slash tour. Hey, you like to learn more about Dorman's innovations? Visit dormanproducts.com slash tour. What's so cool about Girlington is you even have swag people can buy, right? Yeah, we definitely do. We've got very cool swag like this. What a brand you are building there. You do all makes, all models. I know you hire ASC certified technicians and you have this frequently asked questions page. I got to tell you, really go to Girlington Garage and spend some time on that website. I love how those tiles flip, Demony. It's very well done. We have a wonderful website designer. She did a very good job. Blue Dish Creative. She's excellent. Blue Dish Creative. It really looks nice. And one of the things that I wanted to uh, share with the industry is that on Demony's website, she puts up her labor rate right on her homepage. And we're show if you're watching this on video, you're actually seeing what that looks like right now. And I was chatting with Demony in the green room and I was saying, look at out of all the episodes that I've done and every person I've ever interviewed, I spend time on their website. I think it's a great reflection of who they are and the brand that they have, the community that they serve. 
This may be, I think, the first or maybe even the second where someone has put to this level of detail where you not only have your hourly labor rate, but you have one of the most important items, level one testing up to $295.15. So your customer knows coming in that there's something called testing if they have a diagnostic issue. (laughs) (laughs) A customer comes in, have they ever referenced the fact that you've got all your prices up there? I mean, I haven't heard from anyone that they saw our pricing and had a problem with it and that's why they didn't come in or anything. Um, I mean, partly we have a menu board up in the lobby of the shop where you can see everything that's on the website. So I feel like why not have it on the website as well? I don't want anyone to be surprised. But also, I think it's incredibly important to be transparent. I want people coming in knowing what to expect. I don't want anyone ever to feel surprised or feel like they, they didn't know what to expect or confused about what was happening, what was coming, what was expected. I think that's one of the most important things to me. I also think there's a lot of benefit for SEO. Depending on what people are searching for, being able to list some of the stuff that you do have on your menu pricing, like Rotate Tires. Rotate Tires is there and the price, TPMS reprogramming fee. I mean, it's all there and it may really uh, benefit SEO. I hope so. Let's talk about being a female shop owner in this industry. Give me a, a little bit of your desire and your, your push to be so successful at what you do. Well, that's an interesting way to put it. I feel like my desire and my push never really came from wanting to be successful at anything. It came from, I guess, my experiences as a woman Uh, getting repairs. And when I was in school discovering like really specific situations where I had absolutely been ripped off and lied to. And, you know, under the guise of technicians being very friendly and bringing me out to the car and showing me parts. And when I was in school, realizing that they were lying to me about what parts they were showing me and realizing that it had probably happened many more times than I realized. And When that started happening in school, I still didn't know enough to fix my own car. I still couldn't afford to have a good car. So it was still (laughs) always breaking down on me. And I thought I would travel great distances to find, to go to a woman technician. I feel for whatever reason, I feel like I could trust a woman more than I can trust a man. And then I realized I bet a lot of other women feel exactly the same way. And from that point on, That was my whole goal was to open my own shop and provide a place where no one, where you didn't have to question whether or not you were being ripped off, where you knew what you were getting into. Everything was really clear. You felt like you could trust the person you were talking to. It was really important that no one ever felt taken advantage of. I'd like to stop for a moment. I got a million questions going through my mind here. You said uh, you got ripped off and lied to that uh, the parts they were showing, you knew that they were wrong. How did you know that they were wrong? The specific time I was speaking about, I had gone to get my tires changed for the winter, I think. And I had this old Bronco that was just in terrible condition. And the, I was done. I had paid. And the technician came out and he said, hey, I want to show you something on your car. We went out to the parking lot. We got down on our backs and he grabbed this thing that went from one wheel to another, essentially. And he grabbed it and he shook it back and forth. And he said, see that? This is your tie rod end. 
and it shouldn't be moving like this. And I said, well, that it's definitely moving. I can see you moving. it. <laughs> so that sounds serious. Go ahead and replace it. And I borrowed money to be able to fix it. I, I didn't have any money and I got into debt and he fixed it. And I was in school and I realized that what he had grabbed and moved back and forth was a sway bar and that sway bars are designed to move a little bit the way he was moving it. And I don't know if he replaced my sway bar or my tie rod ends. I don't know if the tie rod ends were bad. I have no idea, but I know that I gave him money that I didn't have to fix something. Obviously, you're a shop owner. Did you go for business training, for automotive training? What prompted you to get the studies that you needed? I went to um, be a technician and I did it because I had been working for years and years and years, social service type of jobs, taking care of people with developmental disabilities or older people. And like I said, I just, I had no money and my car was always breaking down and I was pretty burnt out. And I realized that it was time for me to go to school. I didn't go to school after, I didn't go to college after high school. I realized it was time to get a career. And I also get bored very easily. (laughs) So I needed to find something that I felt would keep me interested for a long period of time. Psychology, I felt like that would be sort of solving a mystery every day, working with people, learning new problems. And I also felt, not knowing anything about cars, I felt like, Working on cars would also be solving a mystery every day, fixing, you know, I thought that would also be very interesting for a long period of time. I did some research and I discovered psychology would take me a good six years of school and becoming a technician would be two. So that was my decision right there. (laughs) Yeah, you could have gone to the four year psychology and continued to work in social services or taken the additional couple of years and become a counselor. I, I get that. When you opened your shop, big place, lots of people that work for you, did you start small? Well, no, I started with that shop. So I took this course, the Women's Small Business Startup course, and which is a local course that helps you write a business plan. And they have you do a lot of research. And what I discovered, I was still very new. I think I had... So I opened in 2009 and I graduated from school in 2006. So I didn't have a lot of experience as a tech. And I realized that my value would not be as a technician because I was still really slow and I was still so new. I didn't totally know what I was doing. I wrote my business plan for a larger shop where the technicians would be able to support my salary, working as an advisor, working, managing the business. All right. I got to stop you for a moment and ask you, probably the most important question of this interview, because I keep hearing, I didn't have any money. I was broke. I had to borrow. So who, Demony, believed in you? (laughs) Well, no one really. My grandfather died (laughs) and he left my father and mother some money. And so, so I guess actually that's not true. My parents totally believed in me. They loaned me the money. I mean, so incredibly lucky. And I, I did get a loan from the bank, but the majority of it came from my family. Now, do you lease or own here? I lease, you unfortunately. Lease. Okay. No, I, I get it because based on the story, if you would have purchased that, I would have maybe realized the size of grandpa's money. Uh, <laughs> no, it was not that much. <laughs> All right. I have tried to buy in the years since, but my landlord is not interested. <laughs> How far into uh, running your business did you hire 
business, your business coach, Rick White? So we've been open for 13 years this summer and I hired him maybe three years ago. Three years ago. So 10 years in. Yeah. What was your drive to do that? My mother retired. I convinced her to come and help me out when we opened for the first six months or so. Very quickly realized it was impossible to do alone and that she had to stay forever. And so she did. She helped me build it from day one for about 10 years and she retired. And I think I was really burnt out. And I didn't know if I even wanted to run the business anymore. I just, I felt pretty close to being done. And I don't totally remember, but I needed some help. I needed someone to talk to because I didn't have that person to bounce things off of anymore. And so I started looking for a coach and I found Rick. He convinced me to stick with it. (laughs) And I have sort of fought with him on that since then, (laughs) but I'm still here. He's been an incredible help and he has helped me over the years to build up the business and be able to hire a manager who runs the day-to-day for me. So I've been able to step back a bit, which is is the reason I'm still here, I think. I think if I was still constantly doing it, I would have shut down, <laughs> run away. It is a great story, a story that uh, the industry needs to hear occasionally or maybe even a yeah. lot. <laughs> Anyone who's hearing this thing and, and feels Demony's pain and or you can empathize with her, please share this with someone that you know is struggling and hear her story. Hey, let's take a look inside Girlington Garage. I can't wait to see what's going on here. So this is the outside of the shop, a beautiful cloudy day in South Burlington. We've got five bays. There's the fifth. And our fifth bay is our alignment rack. The other four bays, usually we have four techs. We are, of course, down a tech right now and have been searching for months as I think anyone looking for a tech. This is our waiting room. That's a little, it's like an old, um, well, we got a balancer, I think, or a tire machine. So I turned it into a little house for the kids to play in. Refrigerator box time, I remember. (laughs) Exactly. Me too, which is why I did it. I got that box and I was like, I want to play in this. So we used to do a lot of waiters. That was a big part of our business. And so it was important to me that the waiting room felt really comfortable, that women with children could come and have something for their kids. And I wanted nice things. I wanted it to be really comfortable. I wanted someone to feel like they would hang out in this space. So those that's all of our gear that you can buy. You know, the shop has sort of grown into the waiting room over the years, especially since we've stopped doing waiters. We no longer do waiters at all anymore. But it's still what it was, just more parts and stuff. You have it for visual. You want people to see that this is a professional-looking waiting room. You wouldn't take out those couches, would you? No. You know, I, as a shop owner, have walked into other people's shops. And, I mean, that's my world, and I feel uncomfortable. I want people to walk in and be like, oh, this is like home. This is really comfortable. I want them to feel welcome. Got it. So uh, I saw this rotor and this pads here and I and all these tools in this toolbox, and I figured that it was there for show and tell. I mean, yes, it is. So the toolbox has always been there and those rotors, definitely bad rotors, bad pads. So, and then we have good ones that we can compare them to so people have an idea of what we're talking about. Wow. Okay. Nice, nice round, half round counter. Like nice, that. lovely desk. Yep. Really nice. Gives us a lot of room to work with customers. There's our menu board you just saw. 
This is the shop dog, Peeber. He's a very good boy. <laughs> Something I forgot to mention in the beginning of the show is this is a dog-friendly shop. It is, yes. We love dogs. This is the very cluttered office. I'm sure many shop owners can relate. This is where all the mess lives. Those are our KPIs that we do every day. We take a look at them every day. And some wigs for, you know, in case we need them. <laughs> our bathroom. We always try and have fresh flowers in the bathroom, fresh flowers out in the shop. Again, just to make people feel comfortable and feel like it's a nice place. Our awesome techs doing some hard work. That's their bathroom. How many girl technicians or woman technicians? We don't have any. We have had them in the past, but there are not many out there. My original plan had to been to have an all-girl garage. That was what I wanted. And then I started trying to hire techs and I didn't find any, unfortunately. And the way our building is built, we can't have bulk tanks, which is really annoying. So that's all of our different fluids that we've got to use. We store tires for our customers, which in New England is an immensely helpful thing. People really love that. Yeah, there's no doubt you're in the tire business. I saw them all over the waiting room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Latest equipment that you purchased, Emily? We just purchased a new balancer and we are waiting for an electrician to come in to put in a, a new 240 volt plug. But everything else before that, it was a tire changer. We are starting to think about a new alignment machine. That's such a huge investment. So it's taking a lot of thought, trying to figure out what'll be the best for us. What kind of balancer did you buy? Hunter. Was it a road force? I believe it is, yeah. I'm not certain my manager made that decision, so I'd have to look at it. I love the fact that Rick said, hey, listen, we need to have a manager for your five-bay shop. How many hours a week are you putting in? Probably 15, 10 to 15. And what are you doing for the other hours, uh, raising family? What consumes the rest of your time, or are you just sitting back loving life? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to live my life again. I mean, for so many years... I lost my 30s to the shop. It was all I did. I didn't I didn't meet people. I lost a lot of friends. You know, my whole life was a shop. So I am now starting to have a life again, which is very exciting. It's so exciting to hear what you just said. And that is uh, there, there, there can be life after the 60-hour week if you plan it. If you plan it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just so thankful that I found a person who is who cares about the shop as much as I do and who's willing to put in the time and is really help like she just she wants to help me and that's really a treasure it's really incredible i feel very lucky to have found her how do you end up finding an individual like that i mean is it is it testing uh, how many interviews if there's no female technicians uh, for you to hire how did you find this female manager every time i look for advisors and a manager, I've actually been looking for many years and have hired people and none of them have really worked out. I look in, I mean, I look in the automotive industry, but I also look in hospitality. I feel like that personality type, someone who's good at hotel hospitality is going to be really good at taking care of our customers. So she was the manager of um, a Susan McGrath. I should say her name. She was the manager of a hotel in the area during COVID. That was a really difficult thing for her. So she started looking for something else. And 
uh, it just happened upon her. And I'm, I was very clear with her, I think because of um, difficulties with other past people I've hired and feeling like perhaps they didn't know what they were getting into. I was really clear that I was at a place where I wanted to start stepping back and that I said, I think I told her, I want to be able to go away for six months and not worry about the shop. So eventually, perhaps that may be something that falls to your shoulders. So that's the kind of role that you're going to be stepping into eventually. And she was all for it. Wow. There's nothing like setting up the expectations way early for an individual that signed on for the big, the big job, you know, early on. Well, good for you. I'm happy for you. I know some other people, you know, that have been in business a lot longer than you that are being able to take some time off. So the way you're working this is phenomenal at such a, I will say, young age and only 13 years in business. There are some people in business for 40 years and they can't leave. Yeah, I know. And I felt that way, too. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have until I found Susan, for sure. And you nailed it with the hospitality business. We continue to hear a lot about that, which is why every person who travels anywhere, please have your business cards in your wallet or in your pocket so that when you meet someone who could possibly change your life and make a difference in your business, get that card out there, get that person's card and start a dialogue. It's a great story. Wow. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Aftermarket Weekly, number one, number 130. Demony Pollitt, Girlington Garage in South Burlington, Vermont, where they get snow and they have snow tires and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of rest. Yeah, and continued success to you, Demony. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. Thank you.